Baby, what's going on, dude? We are back. <laughs> I've been ready for this one. Like, like, I just love doing this. This is great. I'm so excited. Dude, ever since you texted me yesterday and said you've had another missed opportunity, I cannot wait to hear what you have in store for me today. Oh, man. All right. All right. So, as always, I want to preface this by saying I could have just been misreading the situation. I don't think I am. Okay. All right. So let's hear it. Let's hear the details. Okay. Okay. So uh, this started maybe like two weeks after I started this job at this apartment complex. Right. And so basically like I'm the person that like scans in the packages and when someone comes to pick it up, I go get it and, you know, give it to you. Right. 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 Yeah. So there's this one girl who she is like, she moved out today, which is why the story is, is even sadder. So she, <laughs> she moved out today. Uh, but like, so for the past month, she's basically been ordering all this stuff for her new apartment in Atlanta. And so she's just okay. been coming in like for packages a ton. And okay. the first time she came in, she had like eight packages at once. And like, she was obviously struggling. So I was like, I'll, you know, I'll carry it up to your apartment for you. If you like, give me an hour. She's like, yeah, that's fine. So, like an hour later, I just went up and I, I gave her a package. I like, just, like I knocked on her door and I was like, you know, this is a nice thing. Maybe she'll like talk to me for a little bit, right? But no, she was on the okay. phone with somebody. She's like, thanks. Then just shut the door. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was it? <laughs> what a jerk. And so I was like annoyed that I wasted just walking up four flights of stairs to do that. And so I was like, all right, well, it's a good thing that did happen because that was annoying. Uh, and then she came back like for another, like a lot of packages. Um, so this time okay. I did the same thing because I, I can't help myself. I just offered the same thing. Uh, but this time I walked with her to carry the packages up. And so like we were just talking the whole time. She's, she, I like, she's just one of those people I make fun of a lot. But okay. she was like, it was like a that's good report. Fun, yeah, a good report yeah, back and forth. It was great. I was really enjoying it. Uh, and so I set her packages in her apartment. We talked for a minute and then I left. And I was like, okay. that was good. Hey, what was this? That was probably like maybe two weeks ago, right? Okay, okay, okay. So then she came in, like, another time to grab some packages, and we just talked for a little bit before she left. And then okay. the day – no, yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, so <laughs> there was – there was uh, she had to print off, like, four pieces of paper, like, that day because she needed it then. Uh, and the printer that we have available for the residents to use in our club room was out of black ink. So okay. she came to the office wondering – if we could replace the ink. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. And then, so I offered to print it off for her. And so okay. we, she like <laughs> came around the outside of the computer. I was letting her like log in under a Gmail. We were printing it off and we were just talking. Right. We, were, we were close. It was great. Uh, <laughs> we were close. Well, like, cause like, I can't just like let her have the computer. So like I was in the chair and she was like leaning over me and we were like, just talking the whole time. And, oh, this is great, dude. This is fantastic. So, you know, I was making a big deal about like, oh my gosh, I need to charge delivery. I need to charge service fees. This is ridiculous. All of these things that I do. It's like, I'm glad I'm never going to have to see you again after this. Like, you, you know, are smooth. Dude. Yeah, yeah like all that kind of stuff. So she was there for probably like 15 minutes. And we were just talking while like we were waiting on the stuff to print and stuff. Uh, and then she left and I was like, yeah, that's actually probably the last time I'm going to see her. And I was like, oh, well, it happens. And so I was fine with it up until then. All right. And then so last night, we got off work probably 
close to like seven ish. Okay. And so me uh, and my roommates, we were all going to go downtown and go to the place to eat. Cause like okay. it was the last time, you know, probably we were all yeah, going yeah, to yeah. go to dinner, stuff like that. Uh, and so we were, there's there eight of us going. And so we were just standing outside the place, you know, waiting on our table to be ready. And so we're just talking and then the guy comes outside. I was like, Hey, your table's ready. So we walk in. And as soon as I open the door, she's sitting right there in front no of the door way. with a friend. What do you mean with a friend? Like she, like one of her girlfriends. Girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was so, going to say, Oh boy, here we go. Okay. And so we make eye contact and she waves at me and I wave back and I hate, I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> Don't tell me. Coward is feeling like, I think I was like, I like, I can only get comfortable when I feel like, I, I don't know, like when I'm at that apartment complex, I'm at my job. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know what to say. Yeah. I'm in a position of power. It feels great. And so yeah. when she came in, like I was just fine. I just talked to her. Before I... As soon as I was taken out of that position of power and the script was, <laughs> it was flipped, I had to approach her. And suddenly we're sitting there, I'm standing <laughs> at it. My feet start walking toward her while I try to stop them and turn to my table at the same time. And so I do kind of like this awkward little, like, little oh, twist no. and turn, like, and I waved at her and then just turned away. And I was just like, stop, go back, stop. And I was like, no, sitting down. And I was like, oh my come gosh, on, come on, go back to her. Make, make a joke about how, like, you know, she's stalking you that, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, do something. And then I just sit at my table and I'm like, oh, well, it's too late now. And then, like, five minutes later, she gets up, and she waves at me again as we leave. And I'm like, no. Oh, my gosh, dude. Are you kidding me? She waved at you when she left. Not only that. So, because uh, I work with my roommate's girlfriend. She's one of my managers. She's the one that basically got me the job. Okay. And she's worked there a lot longer than me. And she was yeah. talking, like, she's, like, like, she knows everyone that walks in. So, she's talked to this girl a ton before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, as soon as she waved at me and left, my roommate's girlfriend says, I can't believe she didn't even wave at me. I've been talking to her for months. And I was like, no, Dude. no, no. So Okay, okay, okay. So firstly, let's diagnose this whole thing. I think you're in. I think I was in. I think you're <laughs> still in. Firstly, let me just say this. You have game, whether you realize it or not. I don't realize it. It doesn't Wait. feel like I do. Dude, you get her to your printer station, your computer. She's bending over you. You're close. You're making jokes about how you should charge her. That's so perfect, dude. It's fun. It's light. It shows you got a sense of humor. You're confident in your joke. <laughs> That's contagious, dude. So, firstly, mad props to you. I'm very proud. I'm Thanks. A proud father. Right now. <laughs> now, let now let's let's talk about why. What is the deal with? The status thing, where if, if she's in your home turf, it's all good. But the second you go visit her and play in her stadium, it's bad. How do we solve this problem? Oh, and what is man. the root of the problem? I don't even know. It was like as, soon as like, as soon as I saw her, like, I was just, like, I was like that same exact mixture of this is great and, oh, my gosh, not now. Because I don't, like, I, I could have literally... Be- she was with a yeah. friend. I could have just gone up there. Like, it would not have been weird. But everything about the situation said, don't do it. It's weird. <laughs> and All right. So is there a way that you could have made that your home turf? 
I think by just pretending it was my home turf, I would have been fine. Like, I think just not even thinking about it being weird. Like, because this is, this is why I should just never think. Because as soon as you start thinking, you stop doing anything. And it sucks. When you get in your groove, you're unstoppable, TC. It, it, I don't know why. I don't know what we can do to get you in the groove when you're caught off guard. Because that, I can relate to that. When you're caught off guard and you're like, oh, gosh, what do I say? Where if yeah. you go into a situation kind of with a prepared line or something, you can at least yeah. feel confident, at least in the intro. Oh, okay, so, so, all right. Let's put all that aside. What's her name? Oh, I don't want to say it on the podcast. You never know who's listening. Good point. Uh, okay. What's her initials? LP. I like the sound of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have some sort of way you can look her up? Yes. Okay. This sort of plays in, well, this might be like a bonus Mount Rushmore thing then. Because we, we can get okay. into that later. Because I thought about this and, okay, but so l- let me ask this because. Uh, okay. Okay. So, because I have this situation happen a lot and it's only playing it back in my head, like over and over again today and yesterday and last night that I realized like, cause when I, cause, okay. So when you see a girl that, you know, you like, or you've been trying to flirt with or something like that, yeah. how do you, how do you greet her? I guess, because like, I've always like never really thought about it that much, but like, cause you don't, do you go like, is a hug a thing? A hug's not, shouldn't be a thing. Right. Cause oh, I'm okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. I'm a you're big saying... high fiver. And I was just thinking if a girl I like came up and just <laughs> high five me, how would I feel? I'm like, that would be pretty trash. So I think I need to stop that. I don't think that's the world to go. Not a, high five is instant friend zone. Yeah, I agree. It, that, that is not good. That's like saying, Hey, what's up? You clap. And then you're in the friend zone. Just like that. the gate closes behind you. <laughs> the, the second clap. Well, is she sitting down? Yeah, she was sitting down. Okay, so that makes things very interesting because if you go up to the table, I don't expect her to stand up. No, me I expect her to kind of smile, look up at you. But I think that's okay. It, like, if she's sitting down, you go say hi to her friend, like, hey, I'm TC, blah, 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 blah. You make a couple jokes, haven't seen you in a while, why you stopped me, whatever. You had it in there. You had it in yeah, there. Yeah, I had it. But if she's not sitting down, ah, that's, that's, that's. I think what I normally do is I like go bumper like with my shoulder, like "Hey, it's like, not bad." What's going on? Like just like like a little friendly, like a playful bump with the, like I kind of bump into her, like act like I don't see her there. Yeah, because you always hear about like touching is good, and like so naturally you think high five would be good, but apparently high five's like not the touching you should go for. That's not the contact you need. Van Halen, they say it best: contact is all it takes. <laughs> it's all you need to lose your place <laughs> and your sense of time. Anyways, <laughs> okay, but okay, if she's sitting down, I don't do anything. I just go up and crack a dumb joke, which you had ready. If right. she's standing up, and you've you've talked to her maybe three times, I think it's a little early for a side hug. I, I, I get you. I get you. I would not like, especially just then, it would throw me off. You could maybe like, if she didn't see you, maybe like a tap on the shoulder and then stand off to the other side and and like do something like that. Oh, that's tough, though. That's but if tough. she's just coming straight, like, if you're walking down a hall and you see her, I don't know, dude. Maybe hands. It's, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. 
it's so know. it's so difficult. This is uh, all right. Well, well, we'll table that for future. Okay. We'll, we'll work on actually going up and talking first before we worry about going up talking and touching. Gosh, here, here's what I want to end with on this. You are continually improving. <laughs> you think? That's, That's good, dude. Dude, oh, hundred percent, dude. Are you kidding me? Just like when you're telling me this printer story, you've come a long way, dude. That's so true. You've ever like, come a long way. Literally, like tenth grade me would be so proud of like senior college. Oh me. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And I guess next time you get in a situation where you just have no idea what to do and your feet are going one way and your head's telling the other, don't uh, listen to your feet. Don't I should, listen to your I feet. should have spun. That's what I should have done. I should have just spun. I should have kept, kept the turn going, just turned into a spin. Ooh, huh? and then like some finger guns? Yeah, I was literally, that... I just did that motion physically with the finger guns. This, this came out naturally. Dude, that might be the answer. How do, you go, go, how do you go up and greet a girl that you're flirting with? Little finger gun acting. Hey, baby. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I don't see how that could go wrong. Well, dude, okay. That's just fantastic stuff. That is really fantastic. I oh. don't have any any female stories since the last episode, which okay. is very disappointing. Well, hey, you're about to be moving to Wisconsin soon. They can start That's rolling true. in then. That's I mean... true, dude. That's true. Okay, so speaking of Wisconsin, I went and I looked for some cars today. Used yeah. cars. You don't get they... to take the Sienna? No. Nick's ah. taking it, dude. Nick's driving that thing back Man. to Georgia. Would it survive a trip to Wisconsin just out of curiosity? I don't think it would, dude. I don't I mean, think it would either. Like, like, if you drive it longer than two or three hours, like, stuff, weird stuff starts happening. You've got to <laughs> shut that baby down and let it rest. <laughs> so, so, anyways, we're, me and my mom, we go shopping for used cars today. And nothing crazy happened, but I just kind of was awakened to the fact that shopping for cars is one of the worst experiences oh, yeah. ever, dude. We walked into, like, this little janky little used car shop. He had like five or six cars like on the side of this building. He's like, yeah, these are the cars I own. And he was, he was such a clown. And this car was a piece of junk. And it was just, it was just awful. But, but, okay, here was the best part of the day though. We go to the Honda dealership and to go to like their used car lot. And now the weird thing is Honda at their used car lot doesn't just have Hondas. They have different kinds of cars. Interesting. Yes, they have like Hyundais and Toyotas and all this stuff, Pontiacs. But in the very corner of the lot, there's this van, and it's a Dodge. It's a minivan Dodge, and it's uh, like on the sticker of the window, it says it's a year 2000, and there's only 55,000 miles on it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like this thing, like it was, it, like it looked old. It's 18 years old. It looked old. I was like, this thing could be $3,000, and I'll buy it. Oh, man. So, we look in the windows, and there's, like, this radio from looks like the 1980s that holds cassettes and all this stuff. And then I go to the back window, and I peer in. There's no seats. What? There's a ramp. There's a ramp through the entire car. It's a wheelchair. It was a wheelchair van. So, so this, this car salesman, he comes running out of his office. He's like, Hey there, can I help you guys? And he starts like showing us like these twelve thousand, thirteen thousand dollar like twenty fifteen accords. And I'm like, what can you tell me about that van over there in the corner? 
he's like the Dodge. I'm like, yeah. He's like, ah, that'll be a pretty cheap one. That's all I know. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I was like, let's go run the numbers on that baby. So we go inside and he's like, yeah, actually that thing costs, uh, it's going to run you somewhere in the eight to $9,000. Oh so I was like, gosh. you are a clown, dude. You're such a scam artist. No you way. You want me to buy something. He knew, he saw, <laughs> this kid loves the van. Let's just. Yeah. What a joke. What a scam artist. So that was my, that was my big adventure today, but very, very unsuccessful. Very I thought, unsuccessful. I thought that was just fate. You started, you, as soon as you mentioned the van, I was like, it's fate, please. Dude. And then once you said it was a wheelchair van, I was like, that's even better. Oh, dude. Uh, it was like, I, have you ever seen Arrested Development? Yeah. It, it would have been like my version of the stair car. <laughs> Like, I'm just, like, can you imagine me riding up in the first day of my job? I roll in in a 2000 Dodge van with, <laughs> I meet some friends. Hey, you guys want to go to the movies? Oh, yeah, we can't take my car. There's no back seats. <laughs> well, just out of curiosity, yeah, would you keep the ramp in it? You have to. It's built in. Okay, good. Yeah, that's what it, you it's, it's not, it's not like a, like a portable ramp. It's like. Like, there's a groove in the frame of the car. Like, there's, there's no seats because there's, like, this big, like, ditch running through the back of the van. And all the, there's no seat belts. It's just, like, these straps. <laughs> there's, like, these straps hanging from the walls. <laughs> Dude, it, it's insane, man. That, that's really amazing. Man, well, I hope you find something. I don't know if you're going to be able to beat that, though. I don't think so. I think I think I might just buy a new car. Yeah. Okay. Well, like like a Civic or something. It'll last me twenty years. Gosh, boring. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Okay. But let's move on because we had a really, really, really big Monday. Um, I don't know if you know, but it was hometowns. <laughs> so we had, we had hometowns, and. Okay. It was it was a weird episode. So, okay. so give you a basic rundown because it opened with Jason, and I, I I like paid a lot more attention to these names just so I can make sure to get it right this time, so that you know, okay. were still feel a little bit more informed. And what is Jason uh, like? Okay, so that's the weird thing. Okay. There are four people left. Jason is kind of like this slim, kind of well built greaser guy. It's the best way to describe him. He's just got, you know, his hair's all slicked back. He's wearing leather okay. jackets. He's, he's, he's like, he looks like the bad boy, but he's, he's, a, he's not as bad as I thought he was. Okay. He actually came out as my favorite after everything was said and done. The other three guys are, they just look like Midwest farm boy football players. All of them. What? That's it. And so then you have this one random slim skinny <laughs> yeah. guy, all these other huge hulking guys. It's very strange. Uh, so Jason is from Buffalo. Right, and he took her to the very first thing they did when they got to Buffalo. They went to a hot wing eating contest. Okay, and as soon as that happened, I was like, I can totally see Alex doing this. So I was just curious: is that be something that would cross your mind at all? What a hot, a uh, hot wing contest as a date? As a date? Uh, as a date? Uh, 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 like what kind of date? Like a first date? I guess this isn't technically a first date. Okay, well, for them, but a hot wing eating contest, I would not do on a first date, but okay, but on a date in general, yeah, if this, later down the yeah, road, if this is like a fourth or fifth date, and we have been having a great time. Like, she's really fun, 
and she likes to laugh and, and do all that stuff, which she will, then yeah, I, I definitely do that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> a, okay. a girl that can hang in an eating contest would be a keeper. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a good sign. So yeah, Jason took her on a hot eating contest. Okay. Uh, I watched this with Caitlin and Tori and they both weren't that impressed. I was like, I don't know. It's not that bad, especially once you get to everybody else's dates. So, uh, so they did that. They went ice skating, and then she met his family. Yada yada. Right, that sounds fun. Uh, sounds like a good date, right? Yeah, not bad. That was probably, I think, my favorite of the episode. So, second guy's Garrett. Um, okay. And I don't know about you, but I think it's a good rule of thumb that no one likes a guy named Garrett. <laughs> I just I don't have any friends named Garrett. Okay. Yeah. I like. I, I don't know if I've ever met another Garrett. I just I just got that name. I just don't think it's a good name. Uh, so Garrett is basically kind of, like I said, he's got that big football build. He's right. just a country frat boy. That's just mm-hmm. the look he has. He's Jeez. a country frat boy. He brings her out on his tractor. They go and plant <laughs> some apples and pick some strawberries. And then they did after that. But she ends up meeting his family. And okay. this is where things get really, really weird. Because uh, she's talking to his mom. And whatever breakup, divorce Garrett had a couple years ago, she was like, oh, he was so broken. He was in his room crying. I just thought he was never going to recover. He said he was never going to believe in love again. Okay. And I was like, you got to hit the eject button now, girl. Come yeah, on. Yeah, dude. He, that sounds like he's got some issues mentally. Severe emotional instability. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get over a breakup at you know mid-20s, it's not a good <laughs> sign. Uh, so next guy is Blake. Blake. And Blake. Yeah, so Blake – I really like the whole day. I wanted to make fun of him, and it was hard to just because of the story he told. No, me. see, uh, okay, let me just interject here. The story guys, the guys with the sob stories and the schmaltz card, and they're playing the sympathy game. I'm never a fan of. I just want to throw that in there. I, okay, well, so I really wasn't a fan of him either. Uh, just morally, I did wasn't sure if I was. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, can I make fun of this or not? Uh, so Blake Garrett and the next guy's Colton. You, I, they, they just look the same. Colton looks a little different, but that just might be he kind of stood out because of his date. But I'll get to that in a sec. So Blake, they go to his hometown, and this was by far the worst date, by like not even close. Uh, he took her to his high school. Jeez. Oh, he takes her to his high school. They see pictures of him in football uniform from high school. He's meeting all the coaches and Blake's teachers. And, and how old is this guy? Yeah, same age, mid twenties. I don't actually know. Uh, he said he said he hadn't been to high school in eight years. That's a total lie. <laughs> He's living in the glory days. It's, so, oh, that's sad. If I, I was just thinking, man, if I was one of these teachers that had to come in on a summer day because this guy wanted his <laughs> reality TV show date to meet everybody, I'd be so upset. Because uh, so then they go, they sit in the library, and he tells her, you know, his whole. Like his mom worked in, she was like the front office girl at this school. You know, his whole family went to the schools, stuff like that. And then he's like, you know, we actually had a school shooting here in my senior year. Yeah. <laughs> what? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I just heard my mom's voice come on the intercom. And I can just tell, like, this was serious when she started yelling, code white, code white. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So he's talking. He's like, "Yeah, one girl died," and I'm just like, "Oh, jeez, kind of date is this?" Well, okay. All that aside, what kind of guy brings 
eight years after he graduates high school, back to high school. Like, it's eight years I prior. Know. Doesn't make any sense. And he, so he's just like, I just want you to know who I am, what built me. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't he take her to middle school or elementary school? Why high school? What a clown. Because that didn't, I didn't build him. What a clown. Uh, <laughs> so last guy's Colton. Okay. And Colton was kind of who I was pulling for throughout the episode. I think he was my favorite from last week, too. I just can't remember because they all look the same. Okay. Uh, so Colton was a former NFL player. No idea when, no idea where, no idea what position. But that, he's basically a mix between, like, just feature-wise, Blake Griffin, Rob Gronkowski, and Tim Tebow. <laughs> and you're, gonna, you're really going to see the Tebow in him once I start describing him. And that's really the only reason I threw Tim Tebow in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So he brings her back to his hometown. Uh, so before this last episode, he told her that he was a virgin. Okay. And she kind of, like, stood up and walked away to collect herself. It was really weird. Why? Um, Why? I have no idea. She said on Twitter that that was when she went up to get a bathroom break, and that's just how they edited it. Who knows? Uh, okay. So there's that. Um, he brings her on his date. They go to uh, a St. Jude's Children's Hospital and hang out with the kids all day. Okay. Drawing, drawing pictures. Man, taking this guy's pictures. really playing his cards. He bought all these presents for all these kids, and they're having so much fun. And I'm just like, wow, this guy's Tebow, man. Uh, <laughs> yes, so Tebow. he's Tebow, man. Uh, so then, uh, Becca, you know, after all these dates, she has like a day to herself where she invites all her friends. Okay. And it's really weird to me that all her friends are also former bachelor contestants. Yeah. Cause that's it's weird. like that's Tia, weird. Kendall, Caroline, Becca M, all these people are there and they're all just talking. And I was really disappointed because they severely underutilized Kendall for this episode. She didn't say anything. <laughs> and if we saw anything from last season, it's That's how just smart Kendall is. Yeah. Poorly disappointing. Uh, I actually, before we started this, I was spending like two minutes because she did one of those question things on Instagram. I was like, oh, Kendall's <laughs> so cool, man. Uh, but so. <laughs> uh, There's a controversy a couple weeks ago because Colton went on a date with Tia. Something like okay, that. Okay, I saw a preview for that. So that's yeah, this yeah. guy. That's the Tebow guy. Okay. That's the Tebow guy, yeah. So they went on a date, and I was told that he was under the impression Tia would be the bachelorette, and that's why he signed up. And so all this Ooh. stuff with Becca is a fraud. I don't know what's true or not, but Tia told her that she still has feelings for Colton. And Ooh. Becca was like, I'm really upset about that. And then during the rose ceremony, she kicked Colton off. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that, dude, that actually sounds like a decent episode. It wasn't bad. Lots of drama. A lot of good stuff. Um, I, I think she had to let Colton go, though. If one of her friends still has feelings for her, that just was never going to work. I do. T- and he might have been. He might have been faking the uh, the children's stuff and all the Tebow act. He could have been. It, Literally, I don't understand what it is. So like, she kicked him off, and then he went over and he like gave her a hug or something. And then she's like, "Can I walk you out?" He's like, "Yeah." And then they're holding hands, walking out the door. If that was me, and I think I said this while you're watching The Bachelorette, I just want to leave. Yeah, I, I would want to hold yeah. hands. Yeah, well, I'm not going to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. I just want to go. Let me out. Okay, so there's uh, three left. One of them's a tractor boy. One of them's living in his glory days in high school. And the other one is the greaser. The greaser, yes. Who do you think's so, winning? Honestly, I think it's going to be the, uh, the glory day. No, the farm boy emotionally unstable, Garrett. Garrett, okay, with the, with the I think it's Garrett. Yeah, with the tractor. <laughs> See, that's just this farmer frat boy. 
when I watched her last season, she came off to me compared yep. to the other girls as like a more like an above average intellect kind of I don't know, just like tough. I know girl, what you mean. Not like in love with yeah. these soft farm boys. I, I the Midwest. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying, yeah. but she seems just sophisticated. I because she was never my favorite contestant, but I liked her. Yeah. And when she got her own show, I was like, I mean, that's not the worst thing. I don't know what it is about having your own show that just makes you horrible, but I just like I just don't like her. Well, he, I don't know. Here's here's the other thing about why I don't think whoever she picks. Well, okay, let me just say, last time a year ago, she was saying how she loved Ari and was in love with him, or that was actually a couple months ago. And he's like yeah. some like high class race car driver. Yeah. But now you're telling me she's gonna pick this southern farm boy or whatever, like. Either she didn't actually like Ari because he's not her type, or this one's a total fraud and she actually likes the Ari types. It just makes no sense. I know what you mean. Uh, so I'm just waiting for Bachelor in Paradise and I get Kindle back. <laughs> so I have that on the horizon. All right, all right. Um, I want to give you an update on the uh, Married at First Sight. Oh, yes, please. I haven't had a chance to start it yet. So, Brian got home last night from New York and Philly, and so we were like, all right, let's watch this. Let's watch episode two. And I came in with such high hopes. I told you about episode one and how great it was and how it was like, this is fantastic. Last night's episode was a total bust. Oh, It was no. such a dullard episode, dude. Nothing happened. No fights yet. They're just, like, talking to these counselors the whole time. So, I would hold okay. off. I, I'm going to keep you updated on it. But yeah, as let me right know now, if it gets good. Hold off. If it gets good, I'm going to recommend it to you again. But you can skip the second episode because it was garbage. Okay, so are they following the same couple from the first episode? Same same three couples. Same okay, three same couples. couples. There's a little bit of tension going on with one of the couples because the day after the wedding night, they were supposed to meet with their families for brunch. And the dude dropped a bombshell on her that he is not close with his family and his friends are his family. So he invited his friends to the family brunch. And she, she was like, um, like the second she said, he says that to her, she goes, yeah, this may have been a mistake marrying you yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like that's, that is what makes it a bad decision. Ooh. Not just the fact that you married someone at first sight. That is where the line is crossed. It was like, what? <laughs> But other than you that, don't, it was lame. That's, that's a very odd thing to get upset about, too. Like, I, I yeah. get it being a surprise, but, like, come on. Who really yeah. cares? So that, okay. is my, uh, that is my love reality show update for the week. I, I, I love how reality TV has become a regular segment on this podcast. I really well, feel like we're heading in the right direction here. Well, you know, reality TV, it gets a lot of bad press. But really, it gets a, it's gets a lot of press. fantastic. It's, it's so... Because you just love watching stuff that doesn't happen in your life happen to other people. Exactly. Exactly. That's spot on. You want to see how weird other people are. And that's the best way. Because they're just weird. So let's keep a running tab on all those shows. Yeah. Because I love love talking about them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you have anything else you want to get into before we get into some fantasy stuff? No. Let's go fantasy. Let's do it. All right. Cool. Let's So. Let's talk a little fantasy. Give me three boom players. Okay. So the first one, I because I was trying to find players for 
that wouldn't come up that often. You know, like kind of like not sleepers, but you yeah. know, just unexpected names. Uh, and I'm not sure if this one counts, but I think he's going to do a lot better than because I, okay, I don't have high expectations for him at all, usually. And we usually, I don't think you usually like him either, just from what we've talked about. Uh, but it's Devontae Freeman. Okay. And I think, because I honestly think the Falcons offense rebounds to somewhere similar to what it was a couple years ago. Okay. And I think he's just going to vulture a lot of those touchdowns. I think Tevin Coleman's going to be a way bigger part of the offense. And I think he's going to be able to vulture a lot of those touchdowns that the rest of the offense gets him close enough to. Okay. So I, I put him up there. I think he's going to have another really good year and still be one of those players you watch and be like, this guy's really not that good. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. going gonna to get points. So, Well, I, I like that pick because when the Falcons offense is firing, I really believe it runs through Devontae Freeman. Yeah. I really – like if they can get that run game going with him, then the bootleg opens up, then Matt Ryan gets time in the pocket, which he needs because he's not that mobile. Yeah. And, then, and then they got to bring the safety down and Julio can get open. I, I really like Devontae, dude. I think he's a really good player. And uh, we'll see what happens this year. I like yeah. that pick. Okay. Okay. My first boom player, and I base this on these are the players that they're kind of – they're more underdogs like you're saying. But I think if you have these players on your team at your end, you have a very good chance of winning the title this year. So my first one is Dante Pettis from the 49ers. Ooh, that's a good one. Out of Washington. I think he has some, uh, some special teams value. And they don't really have a wide receiver outside of that one guy that came on last year. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I know who you're talking about. And uh, Marquise Goodwin, right? Marquise Goodwin and that other – I think it was a white guy. Trent Taylor? Yeah, Trent Taylor. But yeah. they don't really have the go-to guy. No, I mean, they had Pierre for a little bit, but even yeah. then, he's, he's up there. Yeah, and with we got uh, Shanahan coming in in his first year, or no, second year now. And I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a dangerous off- offense with Garoppolo, and I think he's going to benefit greatly. Yeah, so that's I really agree. Uh, that's good, because, you know, Shanahan's that guy, you know, everyone on the Falcons' offense did great when he was offensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. And so when he finally got Garoppolo – Everyone on the Niners' offense did a lot better. Yeah, except and, for and like Garoppolo Hyde, so. is better than Matt Ryan. Oh yeah, I completely agree. So that uh, offense could be big this year. So I'm really high on Marquise Goodwin too. I think with Garoppolo, and especially maybe you know people like Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis to kind of get him open a little bit more. His speed's gonna like put him over the top. Okay, so, I like it. Who, who is the uh, who's the Forty Niners tight end? Is it seven? I don't remember. It was. Uh, they, they, I think they drafted a guy in the third round. Okay. Under, I don't know. It wasn't anyone. They, like they weren't. They had one really other good. Uh, like he was like a rookie last year too, maybe. Uh, I got a look really. Up. Sh- I look yeah, up. he had. He had a really like. I want to say it was like a strange name with a G. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm just imagining it. Okay. But, okay. Sweet. Um, All right. Give me your number two. Yeah. Boom. Player. Okay. So. This is one that I would, because like, you're just looking, like, I was searching myself. I was searching my mind. And I was just like, who do I have a good feeling about this year? And okay. I was kind of like on that calm, meditative oasis, you know? I would okay. let the name come to me. And as soon as it came to me, I was like, yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, Terrell Pryor. Oh, no. Listen, so. 
Oh, no. You know, we have the former quarterback, incredibly athletic, great, you know, hard worker. Uh, he goes to the Browns, and he shines. He was the brightest spot on that offense, like, what was that, three years ago now? Yep. You know, like he was playing. Ago. Yeah, it does. He was playing enough that he deserved probably the money he was asking for at the time. Um, and, you know, we know he gets on the Redskins. And he is suddenly the fifth string wide receiver on the offense, um, which was strange because he was playing with a, definitely a better quarterback than he had been before. Yes. I mean, I don't know if it was a great offense, but it was better. Um, and he sucked. And so now he finds himself on the Jets, who really don't have a dominant wide receiver at all. A new They're all decent. Nah, he's good. <laughs> he hasn't mom. played in a year. I, I'm really high on a new one, but he hasn't played in a year. He was just coming into his own when he got hurt. So, okay. you know, uh, Robbie Anderson's – I don't really like him at all, but he, I guess he's okay. okay. I've always liked Jermaine Curse, but he's not a number one guy. If Pryor can go back – because now he's on a team that sucks. He's on another offense that's not good, doesn't really have a bright future. But if Darnold can come in, or even Josh McCown – because I'm pretty sure McCown was the quarterback back when Terrell Pryor was, uh, you know, going uh-huh. off there a little bit. So, I think this is this bodes well, you know. Dude, he's in his comfort zone. Dude, this is such a bad pick. He's gonna be ah, invisible this year. You might as well call up Harry Potter, get his cloak, and go flyer. He's not gonna be on the field at all. He's a joke. That that hurts. You listen. You cannot call my meditative oasis. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but. It's just, you can't do it. Well, here's the best thing about putting this on the record. We can come back in a couple months and see how, just how wrong you actually are. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I'm more than man enough to own up to my mistakes, but this isn't going to be one of them. I do like your confidence, though, in your guts. So I do respect that. Thank you. Okay, okay. Here's my number two. Boom. If you get this guy on your team, you have a very good chance of winning the title. This is no surprise if you listened to our last episode, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I, I kind of figured this was going to be one of yours, Patrick honestly. Mahomes, I just want to get it out there one last time. It was Wentz last year for me. This year it's Mahomes. I just love the guy, the no-look pass. I've said it before. I don't, I don't think I need to say it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I didn't have room for him on my bus list, but I wanted to put him on there. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, but even clarify, I don't think he's going to. I just, I think he's going to be the next Alex Smith. I think he has the tools to be better. I don't think he will. I think he's going to be handicapped by Andy Reid. Wrong. So wrong. Okay, that's fine. Uh, all right, my third one, last boom. Uh, this is the one I am most on shaky ground. You know, this didn't come. I had to, you know, go looking for this one. It didn't come to me. So, <laughs> Cardinals quarterback. Interesting. Okay. So Bradford's there now, and when he's playing well, he can put a perfect ball anywhere. Okay. Uh, he has a really good prime David Johnson in the backfield. I think that whole offense is going to do better just because David Johnson's back. Yes. The O-line's not great, but he still has probably, honestly, the best receiver he's ever had on any team. And uh, Larry, which yeah. is really oh, sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so – I don't know. I'm feeling good about it. You know, they have uh, uh, Stephen Wilkes, Panthers defensive coordinator, as a new head coach. 
I think this offense is gonna do okay. And I think if okay. either either Josh Rosen once Bradford gets hurt, because Bradford's gonna get hurt at some some yep. point. Yep. I, I'm just I'm feeling I don't know. I just kinda think it could be good. I don't know why. No, I, I like it, dude. I, I really think if Rosen could get in there, they could because the ceiling is higher with Rosen. That offensive yeah. ceiling, definitely. I, I completely they agree. It could definitely I, be more volatile early, though. Bradford Bradford could stick in there maybe the first eight weeks, get them five, four or five wins, maybe like some steady performances. But I, I do yeah. like the potential with Rosen in there. With Fitz, yeah, I, and they got the deep threat. I think they still have John Brown or Jaron Brown or whatever yeah, their names are. They have, they have one of the Browns. I have no idea. You know, honestly, I'm almost 100% certain Sam Bradford's going to get hurt and go out for a couple games at some point. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I just don't think there's any way around that. Always. Uh, but, you know, Josh Rosen's playing. He's got the chip on his shoulder. He's got that kind of Aaron Rodgers-ish story. Yep. I, I, it just seems like a lot of things are lining up into place. I like that pick. That, for some, if not some wins for the Cardinals, at least for some fancy points. That is a very, very deep sleeper pick, and I like it. Because Thank you. all those other quarterbacks are getting all the attention right now, all, all the Garoppolo's, the Goffs. Yeah, no one's. That was another thing. I, w- I wanted to do like one of each position. So just thinking about quarterbacks, there wasn't a whole lot for me out there, and I was like, yeah. the Cardinals could have something. Yeah. No, I like that dude. That's that's a really good pick. That's a really all good right, pick. Well, what you got? Okay, my third one, and I think this could be a running back who takes the next step and is talked maybe in the top five running backs in fantasy. Ooh, I like this. And you're going to love this. Derrick Henry. Yes! I yes, think, I really wanted to put him on mine. I was hoping you put him on yours so we could talk about it. I think he's absolutely primed. <laughs> this is, what, his third year, I believe? Third year, yeah. Third year, which is just, that's a, that's a running back's prime. He finally has D. Murray out of the way. He's not going to get vultured. I yep. think their O line is pretty solid. I think Mariota has a good year, enough to open up the uh, the running lanes. I think yep. Derrick Henry is going to have an amazing year. I completely agree. I because I, I saw this something as either a tweet or some ESPN article the other day where inside sources from the Titans say yeah, Derrick's number one. Uh, gosh, what's his name from the Pats? Deion Lewis is number two. Yeah. So. He's finally at the top of the of the uh, depth chart he, where he yeah. should be. He's not RB. He's not the third down running back anymore. He's going to get no. first, second down every drive. Yeah, uh, they fired but, Malarkey. Yep, and, and Malarkey was such a loser. He was holding that team back. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll see how how uh, Vrabel does. I uh, that's one thing I am worried about, but I think uh, I still think Derrick Henry is going to be amazing. And another thing is. Nashville right now as a city is just – it's hot. It is hot yeah. commodity. The Predators are amazing. It's becoming a bit of a southern sports town, a sports hub. Mariota, yeah. I think, is the face of that city. I think he does it well. And after that pass to himself against the Chiefs and they've won that playoff game, I think that kind of gave everyone a little bit of hope. I think it's a big year for them. I do too. That if, they, if they don't do good this year, I'm not sure they'll ever really – be able to take that next step. Yeah, this because is the they have this is the quality players on offense and defense. Uh, I really think because I watched this whole video about the coaching trees and where uh, Vra- what's the Vrabel said it. Yep, Vrabel. Yeah, where where he came from, like you know, and so zone runs are his thing. Zone runs are what Henry does absolutely amazing at. 
so I, I'm really high on Henry. I think I, I hate picking the Titans as like a sleeper team, especially just in that division because yeah. it's going to be so difficult to win. Yeah. Uh, but they're definitely going to be one of the better AFC teams, I think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> okay, right, so uh, we have now laid out our booms. On the flip side, we have our busts. Hit me with your first bust, sir. Okay, so this might upset you a little bit considering how high you are on the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. Uh, so I'm saying Kareem Hunt. Okay, and that's fine. I, I can respect that. Okay, and I'm really actually pretty confident about this because, you know, he opened great. The whole the Chiefs as a franchise opened great last year. You know, they beat the Pats on yep. like Monday Night Football. They Kareem Hunt, like, ran for like 600 yards in the first four games. Yep. And then Andy Reid kicked in. You know, it took him a little bit. His preseason lasted for about half the season. But once he woke up, he made sure to shut that down. Uh, they were doing too well, scoring too much. He wants, he wants to keep it slow. He wants to keep it, you know, make sure nobody's becoming uh, more than a team player. And Kareem Hunt's numbers <laughs> suffered. I Like, just watching the playoff game, watching, you know, the games leading up to the playoffs, they really didn't have much of a run game at all. Uh, and I, I think that continues going into the season. I hope you're wrong, but I think you have a decent <laughs> chance of being right because because his first four or five weeks were like like un unparalleled. He yeah. was on a madman streak. But then I remember I was I was trying to trade for him last year, and it was like week nine or ten, and I was like, all right, I, I like if I don't get him now, the trade deadline's coming. So I went and looked at his numbers. It was like he jumped off a cliff. It yeah. Was like 40, 50, 40, 30. And then it was like 10, yeah. 8. It was sad. So I could see it happen. I could see it happen. And, like, I, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I don't watch all the Chiefs games. So the only reason I knew how well he was doing was solely based off looking at his fantasy numbers every week. And yeah. so it's entirely possible. And I'm sure it is that he's a good running back. You're watching him in the games where I did, that he did well. I thought he looked great. So I really yeah. think it's more of a coaching offense issue than a Kareem Hunt issue, and I just don't see that changing. Okay, okay, and and I think it won't help that a lot of teams have more film on him now. Second year slump, he could hit a yeah, wall. that too. So but that Pat Mahomes too. also, yeah, if Pat Mahomes does well, I think Kareem Hunt has a chance of doing well too. So I hope you're wrong. You may be right though, as Billy Joel would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, my first bust. This year, Mike Evans. And I like it. It, it, it. it hurts me to say it because Mike Evans is so good. Like, he's so good. I remember watching him against uh, Bama. Yeah, it was like me too. Five, six years ago now. 2012, yeah. I just remember saying, wow, he is going to be amazing. And I've been a fan ever since that game. He's so good. His one-handed catches on the sidelines. Yeah. But now the whole Jameis thing, and I think the Bucks might be a bottom three team in the league. I think he has a real bad year. I am all in agreement. Uh, it's honestly sad that his best games might be with Ryan Fitzpatrick to open this up. I I, it's hard to tell just because Fitzpatrick's so hot and cold. But I know. I mean, he is a, such a top five talent in the NFL, how he's fast so, and how tall he is. I know, I know, dude. And he's so underrated, but he's really, he really is. He's a top five wide receiver in my eyes. Yeah, and you know he's going to go first three rounds of fantasy. And you, like, because he's that good. Yeah. 
but he's not going to be able to produce that points like to justify taking him that. Yeah, it, it, it's sad, and it's not it's not even his fault, which is the worst part. Now, where, where would you draft? Like, I, I mean, you don't have to tell me. Where would you draft him? I would draft him like um, minimum in just a normal league. Yeah, I I would draft him in the fifth round. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, fifth round for me yeah, too. I drafted. Uh, yeah, I'll take him in the fifth. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I, I hope we're wrong about that. I just don't think we are because I love watching him play. I, know. I love watching him get the ball in his hands. Yep. Uh, so, bus number two, and I this one hurts me a lot, uh, Jay Ajayi. Okay. Okay, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Jay Ajayi, I watched him his whole last year at Boise State. I don't remember if you, I was, you were one of the people I told about him. I was really hyped up for this guy coming okay. out. Uh, he had the knee cartilage issues and that kind of hurt him a little bit with the dolphins. And I think I I loved him on the dolphins. You know, I had him that year. uh, Gosh, what Arian Foster went out and he came in and filled in. He did great. And the dolphins offense as a whole suffered last year because of Jay Cutler. Um, Gosh, I don't think we have any Jay Cutler updates this week. That's really sad. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I, I like the Eagles just have too many people. Darren Sproles coming back. The Eagles have way too much yeah. going on. I don't think Ajayi fits in that well. No, at all. I like that. I was actually thinking of putting on my boom list Corey Clement. I like that too. I, he yeah. was probably fourth or fifth on my list when I was going through it. I think he has a big year, and uh, I could definitely see Ajayi getting getting uh, not not producing because of that. Yeah, like. The Eagles as a whole, like, I like Wendell Smallwood. I like Darren Sproles. I like, uh, you know, Corey Clement. And so they're going to have to start cutting some of these guys out. And I think it's because Corey Clement will eventually fill a lot of the roles that Darren Sproles and Wendell Smallwood do as kind of yeah. like that hybrid back they need. Do they st- this is a dumb question. Do they still have Ryan Matthews? I don't think so. Gosh, that's a name I haven't heard in forever. Was he, a, was, I don't know he was where he was last year, wasn't he? I don't think okay. so. Maybe the year before. Okay, maybe the year before. Okay. All right. All right. So here's my second bust. Dalvin Cook. Ooh. Interesting. For two reasons. One, the injury. Okay. I think. Right. The, I th- what was the injury in? Like week six, he tore his ACL. Week five. It was, it was like week. It was like, yeah, like it was early. So. I think in my like, as soon as I had weeks like three in my head, I don't know if that's right. Okay, though. okay. So I mean, he he's had time to heal. I think it definitely hampers him, especially in the first half of the season. And then I just don't think with with Pat Shermer leaving and going to coach the Giants, I just don't see the Vikings offense being that special. I don't think their O line is that good, and I'm not that high on Kirk Cousins. So I think it's going to be a mediocre offense. I don't see him getting much done off that injury. Okay. That's fair. Because going into the – when he was drafted, I wasn't high on Dalvin Cook at all. I didn't really like him. I thought he was going to be one of those players that was just kind of like a bust. Yeah. Which fits what you have him on. Yeah. Uh, and he did well. You know, when he played, he was really good. Um, I, but it was, he's one of those it was players such a that, small sample size. Yeah, it, it definitely was. I don't even know who they were playing when he did very well. Yeah. Um, but just the way he runs, he makes those deep side to side cuts. Yeah. And you know, you take a wrong hit while doing one of those, and that's how he tore his ACL. But 
I, I don't want to say no because, like, I, he's going to get a starting job. And if he stays healthy all year, I think he's going to have a really good fantasy season just because he was a clear number one back. Like, no one else in the Vikings is going to take it. Right. But I also think, like, because Pat Shermer was the entire reason Case Keenum was even in the playoffs. So I, dude, Pat, if he did with him, yeah. Pat Shermer does not get the credit he deserves. I think he – No, I agree. He's like Shanahan. But, I mean, he's not – all right, I don't want to put him on the same level as Shanahan, but he's <laughs> he's what what Shanahan was to the Falcons. And once he leaves, I think their offense takes a hit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Um, all right, last one. Uh, and so this is one – this player isn't probably on anyone's radar right now. Okay. He's hasn't had a good year for a couple of years. Uh, and this is kind of a half bust, half boom. So Michael Crabtree, okay, uh, okay. is on the Ravens now, um, and until Lamar Jackson starts, yep. Michael Crabtree will not yep. produce. I was, about, I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, yep. but once Lamar Jackson starts, I think Crabtree is going to be the perfect receiver that he needs. He knows how to get open. He makes tough catches in traffic, and he just like he's going to be the perfect help for a running quarterback. Dude, I, I could see it. I could see it. Do you think Lamar is starting this year at some point? Definitely. I think he gets some sort of start, okay. whether it's when the Ravens are out of the playoffs or whether it's, you know, week eight, they're still competitive, but they need a spark. So he's a conditional bust unless Lamar comes in. Then he's, yeah. a, then he's a boom. Then he's a boom. I like it, dude. He's like a, like a 50-50 coin. Uh, yeah. I mean, but you love that NFL. You are so right. If it's Flacco, he is not even worth owning. Oh, yeah, no. Because like, I mean, a free agent all year. It's like playing with a worse version of Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it, dude. I like that pick a lot. All right, last one for me. Now, this one is strictly I'm going to label it a bust because I think a lot of people are going to get behind this pick and they're going to feed the momentum and put him up the boards. On draft day, and I'm I'm here to offer some reason, and to say don't buy in too early. I think it's Ooh. Rashad Penny. I'm I'm anti Rashad Penny. I think he's a big bust. He's ranked right now on on the big boards. He's like the thirtieth player right now. I think it's a huge mistake if he the th- he's ranked thirty. Oh, he's a, he's in the thirties. Like he's he's going high, dude. I don't know. I think it's a huge mistake. Everyone's going to fall in love with him being a number uh, RB1 on a, on a roster with no running backs. Don't forget about Chris Carson. I think he starts. And even if Penny gets the start over Carson, they don't have an offensive line. Stay away. No. Steer clear. He has bust written all over him for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm all in agreement with that. I mean, we've talked about how bad we think the Seahawks are going to be in general. Yeah. Uh, and there's no way, like, there's going to be a decent run game on. They couldn't have one last yeah. year, and that was with actual like physical running backs. Now they don't even have any of those on the roster. At all. Yeah, so I think he's a total disaster, and I would steer clear. He's on my do not draft board. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know who he was coming out in college either. In the <laughs> I know. first round, so I know. so we're yeah, good pick. That's a, definitely a good bust there. Uh, right, you, you got anything else fantasy wise? I am good fantasy wise, but I like this segment. I like this segment a lot. This is I good. Yeah, we should do this a couple more times before the season starts. 
I agree. I was thinking maybe next week we can do kind of like a uh, like a bull predictions. Oh yeah, like, like, is, it, is it Cowherd that does that? It's um, bull predictions is uh, NFL. Uh, is that NFL, NFL uh, game day morning? I love. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Let's do bull predictions next time. Yeah, I like this. Okay. Okay, so I want to change gears real quick here and tell you about a conversation I had with Jeffrey. Let's hear it. <laughs> It was very interesting. I, I hope he listens to this because I think it would be funny. So I go meet Jeffrey at Chick-fil-A. This is a couple of days ago. And I hadn't seen him in a while, so we're talking and whatever, blah, 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 blah. And he's all in on like this, like, it's, it's some weird theory where he's like, if you change the frequency of the energy that you're putting out into the world, you will get good energy back in return. <laughs> and he's like, oh. he's like, change your wavelengths and good things will come. So I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, I have the same exact response as you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he, he's, he's told me about this, like these documentaries he's watching for like years, but he kind of he got back into it. And so he's telling me all about it again, all this stuff. So he was, he's telling me this story about how he's at the bar and he's managing the bar in Athens and there's like hardly anyone there. So he goes out to the doorman and the doorman's like, Jeff, what's going on? Why is there no one here? And Jeffrey's like, you don't worry. I'm going to go into my office and I'm going to meditate for five minutes. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to put out into the world. I'm going to truly believe it in my heart and emit these wavelengths of the world that when I come back out of the office, the, the, uh, the bar will be double full as it is right now. So he claims that he goes into the office, <laughs> shuts the door, meditates, comes out, and it's three times as many people as when he went in there. Oh my and, and the doorman comes up to him and he's like, Jeff, what have you done? Or something like this. So I'm sitting there in the Chick-fil-A booth like, okay, like, I mean, it's a cool story or whatever. Like, so this goes on. And then I said, okay, Jeffrey, if this works so well let's let's test it out let's do it right here in the check he's like okay what do you want to do and when we ordered our food there was like there was a pretty cute girl that took her order because you know chick-fil-a yeah so i curiosity what chick-fil-a is it it's the one at, at home on 41 okay cool and I, for, I think her name was maddie yeah her name was maddie with an i so <laughs> i said okay let's get her to come over to our booth in the back by the bathrooms and talk to us. And he's like, well, what do you want her to say? And he's like, and then, he goes, <laughs> then he goes like, you want to just like come up and say, Hey, can I get anything else for you guys? Are you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, let's just go for that. So he's like, okay, well, here's what I need you to do. Close your eyes. We'll close our eyes together. And for like a minute, we'll just sit here in silence. And you have to firmly believe it in your heart that this is going to happen. So we sit there so awkwardly, and he closes his eyes, and I'm looking around like, what am I doing? What is going on? He opens his eyes back up, he, like, puts his hands on the table, he's like, okay, we'll let it be now, we'll forget about it, and it'll happen. And I'm like, okay. So we start talking about, like, like football or whatever, whatever we were talking about. An hour later, all of a sudden, she turns the corner. And walks to the booth next to us and goes up to the dudes next to us and was like, hey, can I get anything else for you? And then they're like, no, no, no. And then she comes to our booth and is like, hey, are you guys doing okay? Can I get anything else for you? <laughs> and he just looks at me. <laughs> I just bust out laughing. I'm like, what is going on? Now, 
This could easily be a coincidence. Easily. Because, you know, that's her job to come over and ask us, are you okay? Do you need anything else? But <laughs> my mind was blown regardless. I thought it was weird and freaky. Oh, my gosh. I can't. No. No, Alex, listen. <laughs> Please bring so back first to reality. Off, yes. So I want to say how proud I am that you were in Chick-fil-A for over an hour. As a fellow Chick-fil-A uh, well, thank enthusiast, you, sir. that just makes me happy to hear. Thank you. Um, now, as also a uh, habitual Chick-fil-A goer, I can indeed confirm that the longer you stay, the more likelihood <laughs> someone is going to come up to your table and say, hey, can I get you anything? Are you doing okay? Because that's what they have to do. I, I understand that. I understand that. And my rational self, my logical mind is saying that's what happened. But then somewhere deep inside, the, the, the part of my body that tingles when I see Deborah from Baby Driver, that part of my body is telling me, you just experienced something weird. And so I got a like, literally, you were saying that, and I was like, Jeff is literally sounding like a combination of Cody Trawick <laughs> and Professor Tronley from Harry Potter. This is the second Harry Potter reference we've had today, so we're doing pretty good. Good, let's keep it up. <laughs> like, oh, you just got to change your frequency, man. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Dude. How do you know what your frequency is? How do you know if it changed? Dude, TC, every single word you're saying right now is what I've thought for the last three or four years Every time he tells me this. And then once that happened, I don't even know. I was like a little kid. I was like, what is happening? And I forgot about all of the doubt. I don't know, dude. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'll have to see it in person. And then I'll still make fun of it. But I just want to see it in person. Yeah, like, exactly. Just sat in silence with your eye. But you, did you close your eyes the whole time? I closed mine for about two seconds. And then I opened mine to see if he was actually closed. And he was all in totally closed zen mode and i was like what is going on here and then it happened and i was like see instant validation if he's putting out like those kind of wavelengths and you're putting out like what is going on wavelengths i think they cancel out anyway which leaves coincidence as the only explanation <laughs> not that i'm a man of uh fake science but that's just what i would think <sighs> all right that's fine so you realist <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we'll we'll table it on the plausible for now. Okay, uh, and we we'll have to we can do that can be a good experiment. Okay, yeah, this is good actually. We'll both try to reenact this sometime before the next podcast, just to see if we get any any changes. Okay, now what he told me is you cannot doubt at all. Full okay. open mind, full open right. mind. You got to feel it in your chest. He kept all saying. right, I'll sleep off all my doubt tonight, and then. Kind of tomorrow, I'll be like full of no doubt, full of confidence that this mythical uh, magic voodoo is going to work. <laughs> okay, I'll even, right. I'll even, I'll even go to Chick Fil A and test it out. That way, I'm in my safe environment. I feel, I feel good. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you know, this is this is actually good because this kind of leads directly into Mount Rushmore. I can't imagine how awkward it was watching people watch you. You know. Yes. Sit in silence with some other dude for an hour. Yes. Uh, so our Mount Rushmore this week is just those awkward moments in life that happen to everyone and you just can't avoid them. Yep. Uh, yeah. So why, why don't you start? What's your, what's your first one? 
Okay, so <laughs> I'm really excited about my Mount Rushmore. I think I really nailed it. <laughs> okay. I think I really nailed it. All right, so my number one head situations in daily life is when someone is waving at you and you wave back and then you realize <sighs> they're not waving at you. They're waving at someone behind you. And you're just absolutely, <laughs> your, your world is absolutely shattered. Your confidence is stripped and your man card is taken. That is the most uncomfortable situation, I think. Oh, man. I, I didn't even, like, that one didn't even cross my mind, which is weird because it shows up all the time on TV and movies, stuff like that. But I was literally taking my accounting final last, last semester, I think. And I'm sitting there, you know, we're in that big auditorium. We're just yep. waiting for class, to, the test to start. And this girl, like, three <laughs> seats over, like, because, like, I'm just sprawled out looking around. I see her wave, and she says, hey. And so I wave back and say, hey. And then a guy, like, all the way to my right says, hey, what's up? And she's talking to him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, kill Dude, me now. It, 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 there's no recovery from it. It's just instant shame. Get yourself a body bag and dig yourself a I, I felt all that just come back to my body. I hate it. No, oh, dude, me too. I'm sitting here right now. I'm just like kind of like holding my chest. I'm just like in like defense mode here. Yeah. It's awful, dude. It's awful. Uh, okay. So my number I, one, uh, this isn't nearly as bad, but this happens to me so often. And depending on who I'm with, I'm able to play it off pretty well. But so there's always that moment where you're talking to someone, you know, you're just standing next to each other chatting. And you say goodbye or see you later. And then you both start walking the same way. <laughs> Dude, TC, <laughs> I thought about this one. I thought about it like midway through the week. I didn't write it down. That is the one I couldn't remember. <laughs> that was going to be on my Mount Rushmore if I could have remembered it today. <laughs> so, because that happens so many times. And it always feels like it happens when you're trying to get away from someone. Uh, <laughs> like uh, Dawson. It's happened a couple times. Oh. You're trying to. All right, oh, see you, man. Dude. Oh, my gosh. We're both going the same way now. It's just the worst. Oh, and TC, that is spot on. That is, that is absolutely perfect. That's amazing. Now, great you can flip this pretty quick if it's with a girl you like. You know, you say goodbye, start walking the same way. Oh, stop following me. Something like that. It works <laughs> out pretty well. Maybe, maybe you should just do that on purpose. Is that what you're saying? It's not bad. It's not a bad idea. I've never so thought like, about that before. You give her a hug, you say good night, and then you just a split second after she turns, you, you turn follow the same her. way. Oh, that's good. It's not. It's not bad. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> I'm gonna try that one now. That that is something I think I could pull off. Okay, I like it. All right, we're, turn, okay, we're turning all right. awkward moments into gold here. Ooh, okay. or alchemists. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Number two. This happens to me way more than it should. But, okay, here it is. The awkward handshake. I, I go in for, like, a gentleman's handshake. They go in for, like, the California, like, like finger cusp thing. I go in for the fist bump. They go in for the <laughs> high five. It happens so much with me. It's brutal. It's like almost like the people I know I could get it decently good with, but like people I don't see that much, 
it's I always mess it up. Like it's never smooth. Oh my gosh! And it's always like at the start of an interaction, I'm instantly trying to recover. Like I'm in recovery mode at the very beginning of every social interaction that I try and do a handshake <laughs> in. It's just like instantly I look like a fool. Like if there were hit points in life, starting off with an awkward handshake, that's like minus ten right there. You just, yeah. you just took a little small hit. You gotta you gotta drink another shield potion. You know. You're just, you're just on the back burner. Uh, yeah. Literally, it's Dawson again. It, <laughs> this you, Dawson you ever know he's what's, Oh, man. So, literally, so when uh, we actually had those periods where we'd go to read consistently, like once a week, Yeah, I don't think I was ever, ever able to get a normal greeting off with Arnoff. It was your, handshake <laughs> fist bump one of us would always do the other one and after a while i just stopped being awkward because like all right it always happens it's not a big deal <laughs> but there's this guy that came in this kid and his dad to do a tour like a month ago okay and it was after they left i was shaking both their hands and so my hands are something i can be self-conscious about sometimes they're small okay and that guy had some he had some massive hands yeah and so i went to handshake it and i, I, I ended up grabbing like around his thumb and it was just weird. Ugh. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, that was weird. So I tried to shake the sun's hand. Did the exact same thing. And I was like, what is happening? And they were oh out the door. My. I was like, man, I hope I never have to see them again. Because that oh was strange. My gosh, that's awkward, dude. That yeah. Awkward. So that's a good call. That was also wasn't one I thought of. But it happens way more often. Okay. Okay. Hit me with you too. So this is something when... Uh, and it, it can be with a lot of people. You're either with, you know, you're standing there with a friend and a girl, you're standing with your friends and a teacher, your friends and a parent, your friends and like a different crowd of people. And it's okay. when your friend says something in front of someone that you would rather that person did not know. And okay. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so specifically, I was just thinking like, you know, I'm standing there, uh, you know, I'm with my roommates or some other friends I have people in mind. I just don't want to name them. And then suddenly they start saying, oh, yeah, you go to Chick-fil-A like seven days a week, 24-7. And they're just like, oh, man, why do you play so much Fortnite, dude? Oh, man, do you ever leave the, you ever <laughs> yeah. leave the apartment, man? I'm like, dude, yeah. dude, come on. Chill, bro. Dude, as George Costanza would say, your worlds are colliding in those moments. Yes. And it's like, it, it's not stuff I'm trying to hide. It's just stuff I want to yeah exactly 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 you don't want that to be what you're kind of labeled as in their new perspective on you yes and and you have no control in those situations like once it's out there it's like how do i kind of minimize this minimize the damage to my reputation yeah you're thinking like how serious did they take that were they paying that much attention they realized that they were serious and not actually joking yeah i think what makes that so uncomfortable is it's not on your terms yes yeah so, all right. Like what's that. your... that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. What's your three? Okay. Number three, awkward situation in daily life. And I think this one is, it's the most, actually, I don't know. Okay. I'll just say it. The awkward elevator ride. Mm. So for, most elevator rides then. For me, it's every elevator ride. <laughs> I always say that even when I meet my wife and I'm married for 20 years, and I've never been more comfortable with anyone in my life. I will still be uncomfortable with that person standing next to me in an elevator. 
I think it's so brutally awkward. There's nothing. To, there's nothing to say. There's nothing you could comment on. There's nothing like where do you put your hands? Do you lean up on the wall? Who hits the button? I, it's just there's this awkward music playing. Do you whistle? Do you just stand there? Do you look on your phone? Does that make it more awkward? I hate it, dude. I hate it. You're just trapped in like a five by five space with a stranger, and you know you're never gonna see each other again. You're only there for a few seconds, and you're not sure like. I don't want to start a conversation because there's always, exactly. this is what I didn't put on there. This is when you start a conversation with someone and you're not able to finish it. And then you're just like, they have to leave and you have to leave. You're like, we're still in the middle of a conversation, but you don't really care about the conversation. <laughs> and so the elevator, like, they get off the elevator. You're in the middle of a conversation. Do you, do you stop it? Do you get off? Oh, it's brutal, dude. <laughs> my, oh. one of my favorite elevator rides ever. This was like our senior trip up to New York. Yeah. And it was like me Ashley Taylor, Brianne, and SK in the yeah. elevator going up to our hotel. And we're all just standing there. We just got the bus. We're tired. And we're going up. And I just jumped. And the elevator, that whole thing, where it like, shakes down. And she's like, <laughs> TC! I'm like, what? <laughs> that was great. Oh, dude. It's just too much for me to handle. It really is. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number three. Um, and this has happened a lot more to me. Now that I've had to interact with strangers like daily, like they come in and I have to like keep talking to them about themselves until I finish the tour. Okay. Uh, this is when you're talking to someone you've just recently met or you're seeing them for the first time after you've already met them for the first time. It's like your second meeting. Yeah. And you ask them a question and then you realize, wait, they already told me to answer that question last time we met. Dude, TC, this is my fourth <laughs> one. That's the fourth not... one in my rush board. Are you serious? That's it. That's number four in my rush board, man. <laughs> Dude. oh my god <laughs> i'm actually kind of happy about that because it proves it's not just me i feel a little bit better. No. no dude that is it's like exactly <laughs> so bad okay so here's what happened to me recently it was gra- it was the night of graduation and one of my friends greg like we had like so we had gone to stegman and had like our business graduation yeah so we hung out there and then a couple hours later we were in the stadium for the overall graduation so I, I'm in the, in the night one, the second one, and I go up to Greg and I'm, I say, yo, have you seen the new Karate Kid, the, the YouTube series? And, he, and he's like, yeah, dude, I already told you that. And I was like, oh, geez. And then I just like turned around. I was like, he thinks I'm not even listening to him now. And I guess I wasn't. That was, dude. It's awful. So when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, all right, because sometimes when I'm in a pressure situation, and this is when usually when I fail, like I feel a lot of pressure. I'm trying to talk to a girl. I'm always thinking about what to say, and so I ask nope. them a question. I'm really thinking of the next question, and it's not that <laughs> I'm not interested in them. I'm just trying to think of what to say, and so I ask them that question. I don't remember what they said, or even that I asked the question, and then later in the conversation, when I see them again, I ask them the same question. And they say the yep. same thing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they said that. And then, like, I literally wrote down, and now they don't think you're listening, and you've lost. And no, that's it's just where you're loss. at. It's instant loss. I have not said a word to Greg since that moment. I haven't texted him, nothing. It's, it's like, over. <laughs> it's, like, done. That's how your friendship ended. Like, it's, like, instant loss. Uh, oh, man. Right there. It's brutal, <laughs> dude. It's brutal, especially with a girl you just met. It's, like, oh, yeah. Because then you, because then they answer it again, and you're like, "Oh, right, 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 right." And then you have nothing lined up after that. You have no next question. It's just, 
crash and burn from there. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. I, okay. I can't believe we're mind matching so well right now. I know. That's so weird. That's so, awesome. Is there anything else popping into your head? You want me to go to my fourth? That, uh, yeah, go to your fourth. That's all I've got. Okay. Well, I'm going to spin off that one because uh, there's another situation that hasn't come up that much, and I don't know what I'm going to do if it does. Because, like, okay. you know, when you have that random guy friend in a class or something, and you're like, hey, and you introduce yourself for the first time, and a lot of times you just forget his name the next time you meet. You can yeah. play that off because you're just like, what's up, man? What's up, dude? What's up, Yeah. Bro? Yep. But I know, I know where you're going with this. If it's a girl, and especially one you're interested in, at least for me, a lot of times that pressure situation kicks in. And then not only do I not remember what she said, I don't even remember her name. <laughs> or you and don't then, get her name like TV girl. Yeah, or don't get her name <laughs> like TV girl. Okay. And so then, like, next time, like, I'm talking to her, and if she's already told me her name, I can't just ask for her name again because – Oh, wow. You weren't listening when I told you my yep. name? Yep. And you can't call those people, what's up, dude? What's up, bro? Because they're girls. It's, yeah. The only way out of that that I found is if you're, like, eating lunch with her or something, you've got to pray that someone she knows comes up and says, hey, Brittany, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, what would be even worse, like, this would be the Seinfeld episode, like, George tries to figure out this girl's name that he's begun. He's gone on like three <laughs> dates with her, and and one of her friends comes up and he's like, "Oh, thank God, she's gonna say her name." And she goes, "What's up, girl?" <laughs> that would be a perfect episode of Seinfeld. Um. So my other way around that was, uh, and this is okay. You know what? All right, I'm gonna wait because th- this can go with the bonus one I thought of earlier when I was telling you the. Uh, the apartment story with the girl. Okay. Okay. But the fourth one I have listed is when you're talking to a girl and she just casually brings up her boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> see, that's not even, I don't even put that in uncomfortable. I put that in infuriating. <laughs> that's just like, it's just instantly like, you've got to be kidding me. Eyes rolling. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was, this one girl had to get back in her apartment. So I'm taking her back there. We're having some great conversation. You know, and she's coming back out, and then she just casually brings up, "Yeah, I just couldn't find it. I know where I left it, and I was at my boyfriend's apartment." I'm like, I just tuned her out. I was like, "Come on, it's <sighs> that is it's almost cruel." Yeah. And so, I, like, uh, I uh, I don't know what like if I have a girlfriend, and I and some girls like I'm, I like just met some girl. Would I like be forced to bring up? Oh yeah, I was at my girlfriend's last night. Like. Like, I, like, yeah. I, I just don't think I would. I don't think so either. And at the same time, this is where you kind of feel like that that jerk or that nice guy that's, that gets, like, crazy once they figure out the girl's not into him. Because, like, I mean, if they have a boyfriend, like, that's not – I mean, it's not their fault. Yeah. But it's still just – I mean, it's just kind of annoying for us. <laughs> it's annoying for us. The other thing is, like, if they're not, like, engaged or, like, going to get married, like, it's just kind of a new relationship. They're just kind of – like, I don't know, playing around a little bit. Why would she even bring that up? Because what if you are the guy of her dreams? And now she's just brought up her dumb boyfriend because she's required to. She should let it play out. Let us have our chance. That's a good philosophy. I like that. Uh, okay, so my two bonus ones. Um, so you asked me if I was able to track down that girl that I delivered packages to anyway. Yes. I was. And okay. this All is right. where it gets a little awkward because 
uh, people have different views on social media search. And okay. it's just something that I've naturally developed over four years because uh, the way I've gotten around not knowing a girl's name or not being able to remember it is through social media search. Yeah. So that's how, what I've utilized. And there's always that awkward moment. Well, it's not really awkward moment. It's more like that terrifying moment where you finally find that Facebook page or that Instagram. And so you're just kind of like, I'm not even in depth looking. I'm just kind of, you know, like glancing, flicking through. And it's never happened to me, but I always have that freak out. (sighs) Did I click like, did I double tap that picture? Oh my gosh. And so I go back to my activity and like, what did I do? Nothing. Cool. Dude. If I've had, that's, that's a deep fear. That's a deep fear because if that happens, you are absolutely out of luck. Yeah done for and a part of me thinks like all right you're like semi stalking this girl you probably deserve it if it does happen but it would just be like i would have no idea how to face that person after that so okay let's uh okay here's a possible antidote for that if that ever happens let me just throw this out there see what you think what if if you accidentally like an old picture like a year old I think the only way to save it is to go total alpha mode and like maybe four or five pictures around the same time period. Like make it a power move. Like, yeah, I'm looking. I agree with you. <laughs> I do. But I don't know how I would turn that around. I think you'd have to at least give it a shot. Yeah. Rather than just like it, accidentally if you, yeah. one, you have to do like a bundle. I agree. If you do nothing, it's over. You have to try to turn it into something. Because once you've done yeah. one, there's like the damage is already done. You can't yeah. do more damage exactly. by liking two. So, exactly. Gosh. Okay, right, yeah, so that, do you have a second yeah. bonus or is that it? That was it. The other okay. bonus was like how to find a girl through social media. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, this was, these, I think this was our most spot on Mount Rushmore yet. I agree. It's so weird that we had two of the same ones. Like, I didn't thought of two of the same more. I know. A, a lot of these were like sending actual shivers through my body. I, my heart's literally racing it. just thinking about that last one we were talking about. Like I'm trying to calm down a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. And it's funny because every one you could think of exact scenarios in yeah. your life. Like remember every detail of the moment. It just, it just etched into your mind. That sucks. <laughs> Suck. It sucks so bad. Oh, man. All right. Well, you, uh, you got anything else you want to throw on here? I am good. I'm good. All right. Me too. Well, that was – I don't even know what I we're up to. I think it's episode 10. I think we're at the big – This 10-0. was our 10th episode anniversary? Gosh. Yeah. That, dude, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. We're flying through them now. Yeah. We've done five movies worth of podcasts. Yeah, dude. We are content creators. Revolutionaries. <laughs> Renaissance men. <laughs> <laughs> oh man if i can only figure out how to add like sad music to some of these or just just pathetic sound effects every now and then i think that's the only thing i can like bring this to the stars <laughs> i'm gonna but, play around with it and see what i can do yeah there's a way to do it i just don't know i don't know how i know you can add like uh, sound segments but i don't know yeah, if you can do that i, I can't I, I don't yeah i don't know either but all right well thanks for listening we'll uh we'll see you guys next week adios